Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Really? All right. <laughs> Go for it. Welcome, everybody. Uh, you just, you introduce everything. Where uh, are you? Are you up? Yeah, man. Like we are. Oh, there we are. Right now. So, like, I was trying to throw it to you. I'm going to do something of a highly technical nature. Yeah, sounds good. We're going live. Fuck it. We're going live. That's right. You're live. Um, so, what's what's popping off with you in uh, cannabis legalization news for the week? Well, <clears throat> this week, uh, we've got some uh, Utah uh, is asking uh, the Supreme Court to uh, restore the voter approved medical marijuana law. Really? What happened with the voter-approved medical marijuana law in Utah? So that got passed, the original one, which uh, was in favor for the patients, but for a lot of the um, reefer madness folks, it was too vague for them. And again, it's coming down to like home grow is an issue, um, pretty much freedoms, you know. And so uh, the Utahians, uh, people from Utah, are asking for the Supreme Court to change the property. Is that is that what they like? Well. The the link I put, yeah, Utah Utahns, U T A H N S. So Dude. that's going on in Utah. And then, have you heard about New Jersey? I did hear about New Jersey, but why don't you bring us up to speed on that? But first, I would like to hate on Facebook for a little bit of time. I'm trying to go live on Facebook to dual stream this, and boo, it's just it's just just sucks. So I'm going to click live stream on this, and that might cause something. So anyway, yeah, decided to be little bitches or something. What's that? New Jersey decided to be little bitches. Yeah, that'd be pretty much it. Uh, well, I, you know, it's, I think it's like what the, the Jersey Senate, not not the actual uh, like governor. He was going to assign. He was on board, right? Um, but he withdrew the plan uh, because uh, the the bill failed. Here, let me post the link. So we got that there, and then also in Texas, have you heard Texas is trying? Texas is always trying. That's that, that's so adorable that Texas is even trying. I thought Texas. Uh, I read something about them. Was it medical marijuana? Or are they going after industrial hemp? Well, they're, they're, as far as uh, raids go, yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, Texas is a little confused. So they're trying to pass medical marijuana, but at the same time, um, they they are harassing CBD and uh, and hemp producers. Why would why would they be harassing CBD and hemp producers? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like, uh, it's a different. Does the state not recognize the difference? 
and I, I, that's the biggest issue. You know, I think we, should, we have law enforcement trying to cling to that last bit of dollar, that last bit of uh, easy arrest. Um, you know, it's easier when you don't have to do a real job. Well, yeah, but, you know, if you're doing your job right, you don't have a real job for, like, your whole life. And, you know, that's my issue with, like, the, the police besides is it's just, like, you know, they are the uh, uh, the barrier between the law. You know, they they can essentially make a judgment call that can ruin my life for fucking years. And, uh, you know, they're also creating a law as far as uh, picking and choosing what they want to enforce, at least in my opinion. Well, we really appreciate your opinion. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> dude, I appreciate your opinion a lot. So you hear what happened over in Illinois last week? No. They have finalized their uh, regulations when it comes to what they're looking for in industrial hemp. And I've done a couple of YouTubes about it. There's some red lines that they've brought out. And so actually, before we went live, a guy, uh, I built a bot over the weekend. And so a guy actually filled out the bot. And I then have a, a thing that sends an email off to kind of confirm with them and start the process that way. But I took the uh, finalized regulations and then I built a bot off that so that people can now uh, go to my site, cannabisindustrylawyer.com, and fill out a bot to start their uh, Illinois app. So it's, it's, it's a hemp application, but what, what's up, man? Oh, no, I say, so it's open now. They, it's, a, it's a free-for-all. Is there a deadline? It's not open. Uh, all right. So they, they published what they believe to be the final rules, and because of that, then they're going to – uh, they have to. They have a hearing in like April 9th, I believe, and they have to then get that approved. And hopefully, hopefully, April 16th, maybe the first day. Do you think they'll make it more confusing if they just push it to 420? Um, no, I, I think that would be hilarious. That would that would probably pick off a lot more on the um, uh, press release if the state of Illinois sent out a press release for 420. That'd be pretty hilarious. I think that'd be so awesome. Um, and you know, uh, Mexico's trying at it again. Well, I'm glad that Mexico is doing that, but I, I was really kind of heartened by uh, Nebraska, Texas, and even Alabama are moving forward. Meanwhile, you have like the entire eastern seaboard and a whole bunch of people in Illinois as well. Of course, that comes when it's uh, adult use marijuana saying like, you know, hold up, we're going too fast, which it's been 80 years. How is that too fast? Yeah, I, you know, it's just like when people say there's not enough research in science. The fucking plant's over a thousand years old. At well, what point? We need to study this this plant that's been there for thousands of years, just just a little bit more. And it's been illegal to study any benefit of this plant for eighty years. Hmm, I wonder why there's not more research. I mean, how much uh, actual research is done on the heart medication that has a a t two minute disclaimer with it? Yeah, and that heart medication, What are the, who pays for that research for that heart medication? Uh, Miguel, do you know that? Yeah, none. No, no, no. The company pays for the research. Oh, yeah. Like, it's great. <laughs> like if I, uh, that's, that's the other big news that came out. Uh, no collusion was the conclusion of the Mueller report. Now, imagine if Ken Starr, remember Ken Starr? Yeah. All right, so imagine if Ken Starr finished his report and gave it to Janet Reno uh, Clinton's uh, attorney general at the time, and she goes in four pages. Well, the 460-page report that I got is just fine. There was no problem. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like the police finding their own investigations. Or the drug company doing their own studies that says this heart drug works. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's be real, though. You know, I really don't care about the research. What pisses me off is 
when you can watch a fucking commercial and it says may result in anal bleeding as a side effect, and that's okay. Like, it got approved. How the fuck does something that causes things to bleed in me going to be fucking approved? Well, it's just your anus. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? When you have these issues of something that causes death, as a disclaimer, or, uh, you know, blindness, or uh, when it says, you know, have you had any other issues like with TB or any other shit, you know, why can't we just do that with cannabis by now? Why can't we say uh, may result in uh, overeating or uh, having a good day? Uh, you know, the side effects. Yeah, that's a good question. But then it kind of ignores like, you know, cannabis, uh, I'm sorry, marijuana is on uh, the Controlled Substances Act Schedule 1. These new drugs that they're inventing out of whole cloth over in wherever drug companies are, Indiana, Indianapolis, right? Isn't that where one of them is? Uh, those ones are creating substances which are not on the Controlled Substances Act. So you're able to go toward uh, approval much, much faster. But, like, you know, for example, what happens if CBD or something or, or one of the other cannabinoids, and that's what I mean by or something, uh, turns out to be more efficacious, and by that I mean works better, uh, than, like, Xanax or something. What happens then if, uh, if people start dosing themselves with CBD to treat their anxiety? Well, and that's the big issue right now, right? I mean, just like the vitamin industry, they don't want people to put disclaimers on the health effects or like how it's beneficial. You know? Yeah. Well, so you are you live? Are you functioning on Facebook? Uh, yeah. So again, we might need to have another person in on this one day. It's kind of fun, but uh, it, it's it's interesting how many people are actually tuning in, and then also. Um, the podcast actually has listeners, which is kind of kind of strange when you ask me. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's enjoyable, as I like to call it. I got a podcast at twelve o'clock. Oh, you got a podcast? That's hilarious. Yeah, we are we're doing a live podcast. Oh, you know who uh, who is actually planning on coming on the podcast? This is uh, some really cool stuff. Would that be uh, Keith Strop? And who is this Keith Strop character? Now, is it Strop or Stroop? How do you fucking say his last name? I never knew. That's a good question. When he's on, we'll ask. So the man behind Normal. That's right. Uh, the founder of Normal. This is, uh, I mean, one of the things that I'm doing, uh, and let me, uh, let me. I have too many screens open to try to share. If you go, and I'll just drop it in the comments. And if you go to Uber Suggest, it's Neil Patel's, oh, hell, while I'm here. Uh, and then uh, here's the screen share. There's that. There's this. It's share. Um, hopefully, everybody's bearing with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's here's uh my website is now uh, number number eleven. Oh, it's going to be shared in Google Hangouts. Oh, there it is. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then uh, I do want to talk really quickly about the local news, the local cannabis industry. Uh, I'm sorry, cannabis legalization news. Man gets fed up with pot smell at Peoria bus stop and contacts police. Um, we just did. Yeah, that is that is a real uh, hilarious. Uh, story from Peoria where somebody was upset that somebody else was smoking pot at the bus station. And uh, what he did was he called the police and the police showed up. And what did they do? They gave him a cannabis ordinance violation citation and he was allowed to go on his way. So that's that's some real cool cannabis legalization news right there. The decriminalization of cannabis. Well, I I think that's huge steps for uh, also the perception on how, you know, we're not criminals for consuming. 
Well, I realize that, but you're you're sitting there waiting for a bus. Can't you smoke it in your own house? I mean, should you be smoking it while waiting for a bus? Uh, true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the fact that they get tackled and beaten down. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of the way to, I mean, you could, it's almost like a, the ordinance for public drunkenness. So, like, if a guy would have been sitting there drinking a beer while he's waiting for the bus, he could have gotten ticketed for that, too. And so, because he was sitting there smoking a joint, um, it was pretty hilarious. And I asked, and then the, this, the, the, the author of this is a local, um, uh, if, a famous guy in Peoria named Phil Luciano, and he has this kind of funny sense of humor that he uses to write. He's kind of like Peoria's Dave Barry, I suppose, to a certain extent, if that's a good way to put it. But uh, in the parenthesis of this article, and I'll put this article in the uh, the YouTube uh, link. Oh, yeah. I like how Facebook wants me to uh, cooperate with them, too. Um, so the, the guy is 55 years old, and the guy who calls the, the, the cops on him 61 years old. So you have two old men uh, oh. arguing about about marijuana and then what happens a guy gets a ticket and everybody goes on their business it's it's great you know that's a huge statement yeah and so that's that's great for uh, cannabis legalization news and i also think it's hilarious um however what uh what is, is it legal for you guys in because it's just totally adult use legal but what happens in washington state if you're publicly smoking well in seattle it's a 20 dollar ticket and, and the thing about Seattle, we've had the culture, Hempfest, Seattle Hempfest is coming up on its uh, 28th year. Um, something that started as a small hippie drum circle now has 200,000 visitors for three days. Uh, in this park, it's a mile and a half long. It's a, it's a beautiful experience of just, you hang out at a park, you find a spot, you light a bowl. My first experience going there, because I volunteer a lot, and um, I was lighting a bowl and a cop on a bike rolled up next to me. And the first instinct was my ass to pucker. And then uh, he's like, just like a cup of coffee in the morning. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I fucking love you, man. That's good. We're making a lot of progress and, and many things. Oh, this is cannabis legalization news. You know what I'm seeing um, advertised now on not just Facebook, but also you know sponsored posts and whatnot on Facebook, but also uh, if you Google the terms, you'll see it on AdWords as well, uh, you know, like CBD flour. So hemp, hemp businesses that are selling like CBD oils or CBD flour, uh, if you Google like 420 lawyer or something, uh, you will actually see some advertisements for, for hemp flour. So that means that Google and Facebook are actually allowing uh, certain cannabis businesses, at least the cannabis businesses that are uh, using, of course, you know, the Farm Bill approved uh, version of cannabis, you know, colloquially yeah. as hell. Facebook did acknowledge that they were going to change their policy towards cannabis too in the legal states for uh, ad pages and whatnot. Um, they are still having issues, even with media. Uh, a company in my local area, respect my region, they didn't have uh, any cannabis advertisements, but they had uh, cannabis on their page. They have a no cannabis section. And uh, they got their advertising uh, ability taken away because of it. Wow. Yeah, that happens. And so, like, um, I was actually able to, and I have an ad going on for the hemp box that I've built. And as the legalization changes and I expand my practice out of Illinois, I'm going to continue to add more stuff to that hemp box. So, you know, in Illinois, they're, they're kind of pumping the brakes Kinda. I mean, for the adult use bill, which doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense because the hemp bill has been on the books since fall of 2019. And we still don't have the ability 
to get a license. So even if they were able to pass it and sign it in the law today, it would be months, six, six months or so before it would be actually in, in effect because it has to go from the uh, legislature to the executive who signs it and then it goes over to the rulemaking authorities. But um, yeah, I'm advertising the hemp box uh, on, on Facebook to my, my uh, possible clients and, you know, like one of them fired off today before we went live. Uh, somebody completed the uh, the hemp box, and it's, it, it only takes maybe like five minutes to go through. It's pretty cool. You know, speaking of advertising in cannabis, um, something you never saw coming um, in Seattle area, uh, uh, advertisements in Pornhub are popping up. Oh, wait. Kind of like, can you roll, roll that one back? I mean, advertisers on Pornhub. So, like, now Facebook is allowing advertisements for pornography? No, 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 no. I mean, on Pornhub, there are advertisements for uh, cannabis pot shops. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get the link. It's a Facebook link from one of the pot shop owners. Uh, he owns Uncle Likes. And, you know, he's just raising an issue. But I think it's just a valid. Uh, that's where the next level of, I mean, Pornhub's huge. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be in business if it didn't. It's one of the largest websites in the world. But then again, you have to understand, the Internet was built for porn and built by porn. Yeah. Well, yeah, the medium, right? Isn't porn been the, the, the same, the medium that proves what's going to be continuing on? Uh, that's why we have DVDs. Well, that's, I, I thought porn was one of the industries that was responsible for the evolution of the Internet to a large extent because it's, it's just always kind of pushed it forward. But anyway, uh, I am not an Internet lawyer yet. Um, I do have some, some Internet clients, which, of course, is great. But then at the same time, I'm not an Internet historian, let's say. I'm not an Internet historian. However, I do want to call attention to a, a disturbing pattern that I'm seeing coming out of USA Today. It seems like the go-to uh, psychosis paper is USA Today. They just came out with another uh, headline today, Pot is sending more people to the hospital in Colorado with extreme vomiting and psychosis. And what are they blaming it on? Pot in Colorado. So I, I bring up that link. But USA Today, they A, may be litigious and say they didn't give me uh, the authority to, uh, you know, disclose or, or use their uh, copyrighted material. And B, uh, USA Today is one of those websites that I just hate. Like when you pull it up, uh, after it loads, then suddenly it'll start playing a video and then it gets loud and you're like, ah, oh, crap. So I didn't want to pull it up and then all of a sudden a new video starts playing in the middle of this. Yeah. But, you know, USA, they are leading towards Read for Madness, just like in the UK version, the Daily Mail. They're just as bad with the... Uh, the cannabis uh, reefer madness stories. Um, and what you're, t- what they're talking about is the same goddamn thing. that Everybody's been talking about for years, that cabinet, uh, cabinoid hypermesis where people uh, complain that anything that can be fixed by a hot shower is still not bad in my book. God damn it. Wait, is that the treatment for cannabis hypermesis? Just take a yeah. hot shower. They say, you know, you get these stomach cramps and, uh, and the science behind it's still very vague. Uh, some people blame neem oil. They say if you do your plants in neem oil, that that's what's causing the uh, the cannabis hypermesis. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't. It could be the cannabis. It may be the stuff that you use on the cannabis to keep it you know, for like pesticide, for example. Exactly, and that's my problem with like the Washington State testing because essentially you are what you eat, or in my case, I am what I smoke. Right. So uh, looks like you're a Kush strain. <laughs> yeah, more of an indica. Um, have you heard about Connecticut? Um, the state or the legalization efforts there? Either way, what the hell is it? 
Huh? Uh, explain to us what's going on in Connecticut. Oh, so Connecticut just passed the first hurdle. I clicked, I pushed the link in the YouTube page uh, for recreational. They are achieving recreational, I believe. Well, it has to be a little bit easier on that level. I mean, uh, Connecticut's tiny. I, I understand Connecticut would go uh, adult use legalization far quicker than even New Jersey, because, you know, New Jersey's got more politics. But I, I don't really understand this. Uh, well, maybe the blowback against uh, New Jersey, New York, and then even Illinois, maybe they – do you think it could be greed, maybe? That's uh, slowing down the process? Yeah, like, you know, first off, I understand the greed from the law enforcement side or these uh, fear mongers that are saying that there's psychosis everywhere because of it, because they, they have moneyed interests that they're trying to protect. But what if the legislature is you know, you know, sandbagging to a certain extent so they can uh, make sure that they can wet their beaks in it? Oh, sure. Just like uh, what's the, the asshole from the Republican side that joined uh, uh, Boehner? Was it Boehner? Jeez, oh, when you said asshole from the Republican side, I'm like. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of the, the one who just joined cannabis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, there is what I've been seeing, too, just like in Washington State, how we're having an issue of fucking getting home grow approved. Um, that was part of New York's legislation was no home grow. Um, along with that, you have people trying to repeal home grow in actual legal states. It makes no fucking sense, and it's. I think they're just trying to fucking control the damn market, which you can't do for real good organic um, plants, you know? Well, right, but, I mean, if you can control the retail aspect of it, I mean, the, the organically well, the well-grown organic plants, you're not going to be able to control those anyway. If somebody wants to grow it in their basement, they're going to grow it in their basement, whether or not the law says they can or not. I mean, uh, it's not like... Uh, moonshining has just stopped because it's illegal to sell untaxed liquor. That's still there. So, so uh, official uh, Bud Lightyear, <laughs> I love your name. He says, uh, "What about the uh, the Safe Banking Act coming up?" All right, the Safe Banking Act. This is about the second or third Congress that it's been introduced into. There was supposed to be something, and I've seen zero. And so the news that it was in the news last week saying that there was supposed to be some type of congressional hearing or some congressional panel. Uh, usually, you know, it's, it's, it's introduced and it goes to committee. So some committee was going to vote or meet on the Safe Banking Act yesterday, but that's been a nothing burger so far. I have not seen any headlines come through on the Safe Banking Act from yesterday's meeting. And, you know, let me just Google it real quick. And so the Safe Banking Act uh, is a pretty good uh, concept but it's still, uh, you know, it's making a more uh, twisted and contorted, like, you know, it's a, a knot, you know, a, a law even more of a contorted knot. It doesn't deschedule uh, cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act. It just basically gives authorization to these banks to be able to provide lending services, which is kind of annoying. And then there's the news. It says, watch key congressional committee to vote on marijuana banking bill. It's from... Here's one uh, from nine hours ago on the Hill. You got to be careful about the Hill as well. I'll try to bring yeah. this up. But the Hill, the Hill also likes to play videos after a thing loads. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything that really necessarily came up on it. I'm going to be doing uh, one of these. Oh crap! You know, here it comes. It's loading. Uh, I'm going to be doing one of these with all the bills that are in Congress currently. Uh, a YouTube that you actually just put in the can and then upload, as opposed to a live feed. Uh, however, it, it looks like 
great. I, I hope that they are going to be able to pass some type of safe banking act. Uh, and yeah, there, there's one saying you probably have to wait for 2020 to see action in the upper chamber, which means the Senate. Um, you know, and I understand the banking bill and necessity for it. My question is, we have in Washington State, eight credit unions are actually part of the uh, cannabis industry. Eight credit unions are part of the cannabis industry, and they're providing not only banking services, but like credit cards and loans and whatnot. No, I think it's just the, the banking services, but that was taboo in itself. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're applying like, yeah, say uh, access for like deposits for like credit card and whatnot. But uh, there are, there are uh, eight banks in Washington State because that was a big deal crossing a lot of boundaries for the transaction, you know, because a lot of people use their credit cards. They just want to make a quick purchase. Uh, people don't a good portion of our businesses are cash only. They're still trying to find that balance. So yeah. um, just like people being denied uh, uh, when they try to cash a paycheck, they can't get bank accounts. Yeah, which is kind of strange, though, because uh, they have a paycheck which means that somebody had a bank account to cut them that check. It's not like, well, here's your pay. Let me just give you a stack of hundreds there, buddy. I mean, if they have a paycheck, one of the, and, and I've talked to the dispensaries in the state and they get paid by check. So some people are definitely, and so that, that would be the thing I would do if I was getting paid by a check uh, from my cannabis job. I would look at the check and say, bank or whatever, be like, well, I'm going to go deposit this in bank of whatever because I know they gave my employer a bank account. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, and then, uh, do you hear about Guam? Yeah, Guam, again, it, when you have a smaller population to vote, it's just a little bit easier. So, like, if you have something that has approximately two-thirds of the population that, it, like, approves of it, uh, and there's only, like, 400,000 people in the well, – how many people are in Guam? Is it even 400,000? I mean, it's yeah. I, mean, I think their biggest industry is a, a military base. Uh, well, you know that those those soldiers can't smoke it then because it's a federal crime, and those are not state Guam soldiers or federal soldiers, right? Oh yeah, I mean that's definitely something that still needs to be worked out for the military personnel. You know, it's kind of a workers' rights thing. I think eventually, um, I believe something did pass for workers for for cannabis positive. You know, and then each state's a case by case basis, but. Eventually, when we get to that point where everybody's safe, the, the normal guy, then we got to worry about the, the soldiers and shit. Because, I mean, it, weed's not going to turn these guys into, like, you know, not giving a fuck, peace-loving hippies. It just makes their day better, just like for football. You know, I, it's just. I'm pretty sure that since Snoop Dogg has been smoking weed, uh, he has become a lot less of a, you know, a hardened street thug. Of course, he's also become a lot wealthier since he's been smoking weed. Uh, other tip. The population of Guam is 164,000 people. So, yeah, when you have 164,000 people, it's easier to get something passed than when you have, you know, 16, 18, 25 million. Well, I don't know. I think that on the populist side, if the people who get it's just a matter of who gets out and votes, you know, uh, and, and the message. I mean, we can all agree that rape's bad. I would hope that. We can all agree that murder's bad. Rape is not okay. I'm just saying there are things that we can all agree on: rape, murder, uh, and not using your traffic signals. It's literally a bumper sticker, and I was behind this car the other day, and it's a bumper sticker: "Rape is not okay." And I'm like, "Why does that need to be a bumper sticker?" But uh, yeah, similar, right. Yeah. But eventually, we'll get there with cannabis use, where where people realize, okay, um, it's just all about responsible use, you know. Yeah, smoke responsibly. I mean, like, I don't understand why the alcohol industry has been able to get away with this for 80 years. 
You know, it's like drink responsibly. Uh, but exactly. It, what's that? I'll just agree with you that exactly. Just like when alcohol say drink responsibly, big cannabis just say consume responsibly. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was kind of a, a slow week when it comes to cannabis news. It was a few states backing off, some very, very southern states introducing medical marijuana, which, again, as we've seen with the, with the Congress, just because you introduce a law doesn't mean that you got it. And, you know, what we've seen with Illinois hemp, just because you pass the law doesn't mean that it's currently enforced and you can actually act on it. Well, it's enforced. You can buy uh, hemp. And, and CBD products, but you just can't uh, yet license or process them in the state, which kind of stinks because then you have like no state enterprise, but it's coming very, very quickly. We got another comment. Kevin Runa says, when cannabis gets legalized for recreational use in Illinois, will employers still test for cannabis in your system for drug tests? Yeah, the, the employers can test for whatever they want. In theory, I guess they could test for like, you know, peanuts. Be like, hey, I got a peanut allergy. No employees are allowed to have peanuts. I mean, you usually have what they call at will. Employers have like a lot of power when it comes to uh, what goes on in their shop. It's, you know, it's a private industry. Uh, However, so like, you know, in theory, I guess you you could have a company that has a boss that says nobody can smoke here. If you smoke, I'm firing you. And by smoke, I mean like cigarettes, even though those are legal. Um, At least I think that's okay. Uh, I'm not... Uh, an employment lawyer by trade. I'm more of a business lawyer. There was an employment thing when it comes to these types of discriminations um, and what type of discrimination is okay versus what type of discrimination is not, uh, I would ask somebody else. But uh, the way that the, a lot of the laws are written uh, for the medical marijuana, I'm not necessarily sure about the adult, adult use laws, that uh, you are not allowed to discriminate against a medical marijuana patient in Illinois simply because they have a medical marijuana card. Now, if uh, instead they're like really baked on the job and they can't do their job appropriately, then you're not discriminating against them because they have a medical marijuana card. You're, discrimi- well, you're, you're holding them responsible for their irresponsible use of cannabis at work. Well, you know, even with the how many medical states do we have? Twenty three, I think, or twenty four. Thirty three. Thirty three. Shit. Anyways, with thirty three fucking medical states, um, people are still being fired from their jobs for uh, cannabis use. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing about the drug testing system is, uh, you know, it it shows that employers don't know how to fucking judge good employees because they're arbitrarily testing people not for being bad citizens but for just having a bad moment uh you know a bad test bad p test right and again it's when you it's the easiest of all the substances to test for but the test they have well it does show that you know they they tested positive for a metabolite in their urine it doesn't necessarily show that they were uh impaired during their employment it's and it's the easiest one to test positive for and so it'd be great if there was some some other you know, test that they could use to determine whether or not you were um, under the influence and it, it caused a problem. But, you know, field sobriety tests were a thing for a long time before the breathalyzer came along. Yeah, no, well, even in, a, in the military, uh, one of the, my biggest pet peeves was uh, they encourage you to do those fast drugs to get out of your system. You know, I saw more guys' lives ruined over cocaine and, and meth because it's out of your system in a day or two. Uh, you smoke a joint, especially if you're a big fatty McFat like me, it tests positive for at least a month. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, um, I'm not sure. It does stink that is how they do the testing, but uh, as the laws continue to change over the, the coming years, it's going to be more difficult to discriminate against individuals solely because they have used marijuana in the past. But, uh, you know, private enterprise, the, the owners and the management, they have the right to own and manage their um, companies how they see fit. And most people are at will employees. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Did I just drop off? Hey, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's his icon. Yeah, uh, so let me know if you ever get that back. Hopefully you will. Uh, the other thing that came up this week that I thought was particularly interesting uh, has to do with corn. What does corn have to do with cannabis legalization news, Mickey? Uh, give me a second. I'm losing you. <laughs> well, I'm going to continue to just talk uh, to myself. Uh, the interesting thing about <laughs> corn and hemp, uh, it has to do with available and tillable land. And Corn is currently like the cash crop in the sense that, oh, my gosh, Mickey is now totally gone. Oh, poor guy. So corn is now the cash crop. When you are planting it, you will be able to make a profit more easily from planting corn as a row crop than planting soybeans, which is the other very, very popular crop in Illinois. So if you decrease the supply of the corn by instead planting hemp, whether it's going to be CBD-rich hemp, or whether it's going to be a different type of variety of hemp for its um, industrial use, uh, you would then attack the supply of corn and make it more profitable. Meanwhile, you'd also be able to have a more profitable crop in and of itself. Uh, I was talking to uh, an ag lawyer in Illinois about this on another uh, unrelated matter, but I just thought it was fascinating that he's making this argument that uh, hemp might be able to actually make farmers more money because it could push up the price of corn in addition to uh, providing farmers with a crop that has a higher per acre yield. And by yield, I just mean profit. I shouldn't have said yield. Yield is a specific term in, in agriculture, but a higher per acre profit, which would be pretty cool. So, Miggy, well, uh, are you back? I'm back. <laughs> As I say, the, uh, the potential for hemp is just extreme from uh, the CBD components to the textile industry. Uh, there is a firm, a U.S. firm that just put out that they're going to put $5.8 million towards a factory to produce hemp wood. Like hemp wood? Like uh, wood made out of hemp? Or is this yeah, like, like two-by-fours. Two-by-fours. Two-by-fours, four-by-fours. I, I just posted the link into the comments. Well, here we are. Cannabis legalization news reporting on hemp wood. Nice. <laughs> and um, uh, several okay. has gotten into cannabis now. Hey, what do you think about uh, celebrity cannabis? So I made a post yesterday on Facebook that uh, ex-sports players are jumping into cannabis like goddamn Democrats jumping into presidency. Yeah, well, you know, the ex-sports players, they got to they gotta get paid after they make all those millions by the time they're 30. What are you going to do? I mean, you're just, you got to sports. You get injured, and then you want to be known for like, uh, you know, the pills. Wouldn't that be hilarious if an NFL player retired and then had his own line of Percocet? Oh shit, that'd be hysterical. But you know, with the uh, the celebrity thing, I mean, for one, Seth Rogen, you got to respect him because uh, he's always been he's always kept the same level of energy when it comes to cannabis. It's never been uh, uh, he's not jumping new into the game. 
Yeah, how old is Pineapple Express, that movie now? Fucking classic now. Yeah, but how old is it? Oh my god, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so with him jumping in, but there's also other players like Whoopi Goldberg, but she was pro cannabis. Years ago. Pineapple Express was from 2008. That's how long. I, I mean, even back then, it was like, wow. Uh, when was adult use in Washington State? It, it predated adult use in Washington State. I mean, it just... That was medical back then. Taking forever, isn't it? It, it? it takes a long... Well, you know, many people have given up the fight, you know, along the way, too, just because it's taken so long. Like Jack Hare. That guy's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a peak when... Like at Seattle Hamfest, where they, they had Woody Harrelson, um, all these big names, and it seems like there's such momentum that, yes, it's going to happen. And then yet the legislative process just keeps on dragging people out. Yeah, the legislative process is, you know, sausage getting made. So it does kind of stink. But at the same time, it's getting there. It just takes forever. Um, yeah, so you had the Utah. We talked about New Jersey. Let's see here. Oh, what is this? Was an interesting statistic coming out in the jobs front. What is the fastest growing industry in the United States? I'm guessing cannabis. That's right. Of course, it's easy to grow fast when there was like zero industry, even though it was clearly an industry. It was just illicit. Now that they're able to actually start counting the jobs, and there's only like two hundred thousand plus jobs, it's easy to, easier to go from two hundred thousand to four hundred thousand than it is from two million to three million. You know. Exactly. Um, oh, go ahead. All right. Well, you have any other questions? Well, no, but we also got, uh, you know, Tom Brokaw is a pro marijuana now. Really? I, I had never heard that. Let me post this in the comments, but uh, apparently he uses it uh, because he's fighting cancer pain. Well, that's great. You see, that's kind of how it all comes back, isn't it? You know, uh, the hippies are now getting old enough to start getting a lot of cancer, and so that's when they'll finally legalize cannabis, right? But uh, won't you think of all the poor, insane people that you're just creating? <laughs> well, there was another study that came out that uh, senior citizens and older citizens are leaning more towards cannabis for their uh, their treatment. Their, I, you know, the holistic approach is the big selling point, I think, for medical cannabis to every state and everybody. We should all have our own choice to, to treat ourselves. You know, whether it's uh, vitamin C's or uh, yoga or cannabis. Right on, man. And not only that, it's what are your alternatives as you are facing those uh, cancer pains or just arthritis? Or as you get older, your body starts to fail you. Uh, what are you supposed to do? Just just take a lot of, uh, you know, it's, well, it's not Percocet. I don't know a lot of the names of the Oxycontins and, and the, um, the opioid worlds because I don't do them. So I'm like, you know, what do they call that opioid? Pills. Yeah. Pills. Well, that's a good thing. And uh, I got one more thing for you, too. Uh, in uh, good marijuana news, uh, by a study that was commissioned in Michigan on like drivers. News. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah. I like good marijuana news. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really big on the swag marijuana news, but the good marijuana news I will listen to. So what's going on in Michigan, you said? Uh, a study just found a THC not significantly scientifically linked to impaired driving. I'll post that link. Nice. And that is one of the studies that you do see. And then they'll have, uh, you're, you're paid to smoke cannabis. You have to bring your own cannabis. This is when I was in uh, Denver a couple of weeks ago. They're doing studies similar to this because of the issue of uh, impaired driving as marijuana is con- uh, more and more on the streets. They try to like see what it's about. 
And so uh, they have simulators where people come into an office and they smoke weed and then they sit down at a driving simulator and they see how they do at it. Is it uh, was it a similar uh, study that they had over in Michigan where they actually, you know, because that's safer simulating the, the driving as opposed to like having them smoke and then literally get behind the wheel. Yeah, no, I agree that it's safer. Uh, and there's actually a 24 page uh, embedded uh, PDF on the study. I didn't read the study, but uh, I personally do my own study every day. And I found that I found I drive safer when I'm smoking. Is that just because you're not swearing as often at the person in front of you who doesn't know how to fucking drive? Seattle is rated like top five of worst traffic in fucking the nation. So, uh, yeah, it's a great stress reliever. Yeah, we just have a lot of potholes. We don't have a lot of traffic. Hey, did you hear the, the good news out of uh, Louisiana? Well, I'm not sure if it's good news, but it's out of Louisiana. No, uh, Louisiana patients are demanding cannabis be on the shelves by May 15th. Uh, so that's another thing, you know, Louisiana's passed it four years after lawmakers okayed it. So like when they're so- sitting there talking about, Hey, how about we slow down, uh, cannabis legalization? Well, it's not Louisiana where it was passed four years ago and they still don't have medicine available to their patients. What the heck is with that? What do you think the legality? Because that happens so many times as far as a state having it on the books, but there's no infrastructure. Is that kind of like, ah, man, all right. Is that kind of like an executive privilege thing where, all right, so the state's on the book. The legislature has done its job. The legislature's job is not to enforce the law. You know, the legislature's yeah. job is to create the law, and then, of course, they have the power of the purse and the appropriations. So, like, if they don't want to enforce a law, they can defund it like they've done uh, when it comes to medical marijuana prosecutions in, in the state. Well, not the states. In any state, any of the 33 states that have medical cannabis laws, uh, Congress has used its ability to fund the government to not fund the Department of Justice. But after a law becomes a law, it then goes into the executive branch to be enforced. And, and you know, if they just aren't enforcing it, and there you go. I mean, what, what's going to be the recourse? And Louisiana, by the way, is one of the – It's. I don't even mean to say one of the – it is the different state when it comes to laws. I cannot practice law in Louisiana. There's absolutely no reciprocity. You have to go to law school in Louisiana because Louisiana is the only civil law state in the nation. It is it – is, it's – backwards it's like europe as opposed to england england is common law the rest of europe is civil law and for some reason louisiana is the only state in the nation that's civil law well they do refer to each their places as parishes and whatnot so right it's it's the french influence yeah no it's definitely a, a different place down there a different country almost oh yeah but i like it I like it down there. Uh, I like their jazz music. I, I, I kind of do not eat a lot of meats, and by uh, do not eat a lot of, I, I don't eat it. And so uh, it, it's food. I mean, I'll eat the beignets. Beignets are pretty good, and I like jazz and hot, and hot weather. Poor boys are pretty good, too. Yeah, every now and then I will have shrimp or, or lo- not lobster. What, shrimp and lobster are about the same. What are the other ones? The oysters, shrimp or oysters. But like oh. I have those maybe once or twice a year tops. So, and like kind of older news, have you heard about the, uh, I think it was in Georgia, there was a raid over an ounce of marijuana that had a bunch of people uh, arrested at a party? No, I didn't. There was an interesting bust of of a lot of wax 
that some people were trying to transport through Tazewell County, Illinois, and they did not make it out of Tazewell County, Illinois. That's 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 a kind of a scary one, the transportation of stuff. But this was actually at a, a domicile, a domicile, and uh, people were the cops were called under suspicion, probably smell, and then uh, everybody in that party was arrested for cannabis. And then when all the cannabis was collected together, equal about an ounce. Wow, an ounce of cannabis. How much in taxpayer dollars did we just pay for that ounce of cannabis over in Georgia? But, like, yeah, in Illinois, that would have been, um, you know, five citations or something, five tickets for these people. And then, of course, they would confiscate, confiscate that ounce. Well, it's funny you say that about how much tax dollars. There was another uh, a raid, an undercover operation for six months. Um, I believe it was in Georgia at a fucking uh, um, a head shop. And they posted on the social media how, how proud they were that this six months operation got all these CBDs and glass pipes off the fucking streets. They're it's really like, what the fuck? Safe. They're really keeping us safe. We should thank them. You know, uh, the priorities, uh, the, the, the legal priorities, I think, is why legalization will help our society and, and, and as a nation, you know. Uh, yeah, it does send the right message to our children. And, you know, that's a wonderful way that we can kind of wrap up this week in cannabis legalization news. If you're enjoying it, please do subscribe. It's 42 minutes in. There's literally 33% of the people that have been watching it have continued to watch it this far. But, you know, uh, when you think of the children, it's it sends a much better message to them uh, that we regulate drugs and substances based on their actual harm as opposed to based on a racism and a perception of their harm from 40 and 80 years ago that over time has been found to be just completely false, yet we do nothing to change the law. That's just such a bad example for our kids that if something's wrong in America, you just keep going with it. You just you don't change it. You just continue to allow it to ruin lives and, and be bad policy. Um, that's one of the things that I wrote in uh, one of my blog posts over the past week. Uh, I made an allusion to uh, the 1969 Supreme Court case of uh, U.S. v. Leary or Leary v. United States, where he did get um, the Marijuana Tax Stamp Act of 1937 struck as on, an unconstitutional violation of his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination because you couldn't get the... Uh, the Marijuana Tax Stamp Act, unless you had the marijuana, and then you have to go to the authorities. And then when you say, like, I have this marijuana, I need to have the tax stamp, they will promptly arrest you. And so it was a catch-22, and then that was against the Fifth Amendment, which, of course, then led to the Controlled Substances Act. But that was on the books from 1937 until 1969, which means you can have a perfectly good unconstitutional law being enforced by the, by the federal government for decades. Well, you know, I always say that we had separate drinking water fountains for a while. So was that right then? <laughs> no, no, it was not. We also used to uh, own people and we would have indentured servants. Those were also not right. We don't. But did that change easily? No, it did not. Yeah, no, it's a long and harder road. And uh, for me, before I leave, besides plugging uh, weednews.co, I would like you know everybody to check out marijuanamoment.net. Are you familiar with that group? Yeah, those guys are big. Those guys have funding, man. And they do some great stuff. Marijuana Moment. Uh, Tom Engel, I think, is uh, his. It's He's one of the executive directors of that one, I believe, uh, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. 
No, you're correct. Tom Angel is a longtime advocate, longtime uh, cannabis uh, uh, journalist, and uh, he that funding they get it is all Patreon. It's all uh, volunteer, uh, and they got some really good people on his team, like Kyle Yeager, who uh, used to be with uh, uh, Now This. Oh yeah, Now This. They 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 were on top of the Facebook video trend, uh, and they would make those really cool square videos with like words on top of them. So like they knew that people were scrolling, and they would stop for a bit on uh, a piece of video content that was square and that had a you know big uh, words. So that you didn't have to have your phone on, you know, for the volume. It was just a different way of ex- absorbing the content. And then, of course, you know, you'd actually be able to stop and watch it. And they're only like a minute long. They're great. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great uh, website. And, and they're very informative. You know, everybody is on a low budget. And so the fact that you have these guys who are actually in the capital poking around and kind of finding out the newest shit, that's kind of my go-to besides just regular Google searches and emails that I get from people and shit. Yeah, I also get Leafly. I got WeedNews.co. I have a I have a, a Google alert for marijuana legalization. So every day I get a, a letter. Oh, okay, cool. Now I'm getting somebody else. Uh, somebody else just filled out the uh, the hemp bot. So the hemp bot's working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta. I'm gonna. Well, let's let's wrap this up. It's been 45 minutes. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. And where will we be one week from today? Talking about Canvas Legalization News on YouTube and all the other forums. Yeah, I, I might continue to uh, stream it also on Facebook Live just so that we continue to build our audience as much as we can. Uh, and then if you guys know anybody out there in the Internet, if you guys know anybody who wants to come on the show and talk about their uh, cannabis product, their cannabis or their hemp product, you know, it's, it's about getting – uh, you know, taking down the stigma and also, you know, highlighting uh, what people are doing to help the industry uh, grow and mature. Right on. See you next week, man. See you next week.